What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Boy Let's Give podcast. This week is a special week because we're actually doing something we've never done before. We have Pastor Mike Todd back for a part two because week one was just so good. We were like, come back for another week. We got to get more advice out of this book, out of this message that you have for relationships. I just think there's so much richness in it. But this time, we're like, okay, Mike Todd has a big personality. And his wife, Natalie, is amazing. Let's get them both on and let's record this thing. So we actually ended up doing a Zoom call. And so hopefully we can put out that video soon for everybody to see. But at the same time, that means that the quality of our sound might be a little off. But that's just because we're on a Zoom call. So I hope you enjoy this because the quality might not be good in the sound. But let me tell you, the quality of advice is rich. So give this a listen. And I hope that it blesses you in your relationships. To Mike Todd, who not only crushed it on last week's episode of Well That's Good, but now is back teaching us his own skills and his beautiful wife, Natalie. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, we are so excited excited. to be here. And we know that being with y'all is about to be fun. Two weeks in a row. Let's go. So fun. It's the best. And we also added Christian because Christian was in the background last time shouting you down. down. Now he can do it in real life. But thank y'all so much. Let's go, man. We're so glad to be here. Last time we had so much fun. We got so real and we decided, oh, I'm telling you, girl, this is the best podcast in history. We tell it real and we are hot, humble, open and transparent (laughs) with our spouses. And we're going to see people win in relationships. So let's go. Yes, we are. Natalie, uh, just so you know, the podcast is all circled around. Well, that's good. And we ask people what the best piece of advice they've been given, because a lot of times when we ask this question to people, it's people who we've received advice from. It's like all of these people who preach your pastor or give so much good content. And we're like, what advice were you given that inspired you? And so that's what kicked us off last time. But we ended up getting all the way into y'all's story. And it was just so cool to see what God's done in y'all's life. And he was talking about how y'all are about to celebrate your 10 years. So congratulations on that. But I want to pick up right there because you kind of talked about so many things that y'all went through and then it was 10 years of kind of building trust back. And so I know a lot of people have similar stories. Everybody has a story in a relationship. They have a relationship of something not going right at some point and having to build that trust back. And so for y'all, what's some advice that you give people on having to build trust back after a season that was not so good? So for anybody who just skipped part one and you came to part two, you're missing all the juice. All the juice is in part one. Go back. Go back and listen to it. But long story short, I cheated on that. I broke trust before we got married. We were in cycles. I was dealing with pornography. It was just all of this stuff. We lost our virginity. She lost her virginity to somebody else. And then I came back insecure. And so we had sex. And and then then it was just like, it was horrible. It was horrible, but we made a decision and we repented. And that word repent, all it means is to turn. And we turned towards God and turned towards each other and decided, okay, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna have to do this with accountability. We're gonna have to do it one step at a time. And let me tell everybody, moments of pleasure that are out of God's will will produce years of rebuilding. 
Mm-hmm. I need everybody to hear me say that. Look at my face. Like, like, like years of rebuilding. Yeah, capital Y for years of like, rebuilding. Like legit. It was like two and a half years of rebuilding before we got married. So yeah. it was probably like 2007, 2008 when everything ended. Like there was no more crap crap happening and we're just trying to like build back trust and then it was like two and a half years of just trying to learn how to build back trust and communicate before we got married and then got married and I would say over the past three to four years three to four years I've finally gotten to the place where I can like freely fall with him even in our intimacy in the sex life because that when you experience sex at such any time before marriage, honestly, you automatically get all these insecurities and comparison comes up and that the other person, well, what did they do with them? And if I am good enough and do I know what I'm doing and all these different things. And so when you get married, you're expected to like all of a sudden be a freak in the sheets all of a sudden, like do all this crazy stuff. And it's like, I was never supposed to do this stuff before. And like, now I'm supposed to. And, and then he had, you know, pornography in his, background. So I'm like trying to mentally compete with that as well. And so there's just a lot of things that I had to get over. And the person that he had done these things with, these things, sex, with, was still in the same city as I was and was kind of close around. And so it it was just a bunch of mess, girl. I mean, so anyway, but past three or four years, I finally got into the place to where like sexually it doesn't I'm like back to the original of how God wants me to be and how you should be when you go into marriage where it's like free and there's no judgment and you literally feel no shame. And so it has, it comes with consequences. Yep. I mean, and that's the thing that that's the thing why we wrote relationship goals. That's why we're talking about it so openly. And so I want you to notice oh, and all that when he met, when he has not done anything to break trust with me, since then like yeah not one not one thing has he done and so just to let everyone know in in relationships that it is work i mean he had to have his work and i had to do my work to allow him to grow and allow him to prove himself to me again i had to open up just to receive it that does work as well and not try to lord it over his head and so practically you have to realize and this is how hot we are like we became pastors five years ago and my wife didn't feel fully comfortable to trust until four years ago. Yeah. Okay. So I want everybody to realize like, no matter where you are in life, no matter what your profession is, no matter who you claim to be, how much money you have in the bank, what your family pedigree is like when you break trust in relationships, I've heard it said like this trust is lost in buckets and gained in drops. Yeah. So you got to think about that. And that's where I think uh, me and Christian talked offline and he was talking about some of the things that happened before you guys got together and how he, he said, the biggest thing that I didn't think is I wasn't thinking about my wife when I was making these mistakes. I wasn't thinking about what well, I wasn't either. And that's why trust was something that God had to build back into our relationship by us going to him. And I just want to encourage anybody that's listening right now, man, 
you're only going to be able to trust others at the level you trust God. And a lot of times we're trying to find security in a person. Natalie couldn't find security in me for many years of our relationship because of the hurt, the damage, the trauma. But she had to find trust in God and safety in God. And then God dealt with my heart. And um, we did a lot of practical stuff. I don't know if you want us to go into that, but I mean, it was a long journey of us getting to the point where we are today. No, that's so good. I mean, for people listening and hearing that and even people hearing like, it's a lot of work and we all know that like people say like relationships is work and it is work. Like, you know, obviously we look at y'all and we can be like, Oh, but it was so worth it. But in the back of your mind, like what is those things that you think about to say like, it's worth it because like it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. in our marriage, it's worth it to our kids. Mm -hmm. It's worth it for our church, what, what were those things going through y'all's head as to why it was worth it to like work through all of that and all those years? I think looking retrospect now, I believe it was so worth it because in my family line, I'm like, I want to say the first in my immediate family, for sure, that is married and my children came after my marriage and I've been married one time. And I plan on staying married to this guy until I'm not on this earth oh, anymore. Oh, you, you stuck, baby. And <laughs> breaking generational curses yeah. off my family, uh, those patterns, and for my children, just to stop, like, stops here, you know, for my own kids, any, you know, lies, you know, cheatings, you know, um, families being torn apart, things like that. It just had to stop. Stop with me. So I, I'm not glad that it happened, but... I am, you know, thankful. I can appreciate that it happened. And it was all for a reason. And God was able to turn that mess into a huge lesson and a, and a blessing for me. Come on, lesson and a blessing. You, Mariah, and I love you. <laughs> I think it was worth it for me because now we get to teach it to people. Yeah. I, the only reason I say that is because God, he, Natalie said he took the mess and he turned it into a message. Yeah. And God takes people through things so that others don't have to go through it. And I think that's why, again, relationship goals is a message that I believe in. If anybody's watched the series, I was so passionate during the whole series. That's why the first book and the first product I've ever put out in my life is relationship goals. Cause I know my life would be different if somebody would have told me the truth that I'm telling people in this book. If somebody would have told me how important singleness was, if somebody would have told me how important purity was, if somebody would have told me how your mistakes today show up tomorrow, like if they would have really helped me understand, it would have saved me so much hurt for myself. But the real thing is it would have saved me from hurting others. And now when I look at it, I never would have wanted to hurt Nat the way that I hurt her. I would never want anybody to hurt my daughters the way that I hurt their mother. And I didn't know it at that level. I didn't know it. And I just think that uh, the Bible says that my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. And I think that this is one of the things that especially people that believe in Jesus and have faith, we don't talk about enough. We don't talk about, I mean, I had that one rule, like I said, again, don't have sex until your marriage. Well, and mess that up. How do I move from here? How does Jesus redeem me? How can I start running a new play? And I think for me, it's worth it because now we get to help people from our mistakes when in relationships. 
That's, That's so awesome. good. And for everybody listening, I mean, our main audience is like 18 to 25 year olds. And so I'll just say to everybody, like, if you haven't watched relationship series, his relationship goal series online, like go do that right now. I've watched it like five times and it definitely helped Christian and I's relationship a lot. I've made my, all my siblings watch it. I made my whole family watch it because it is just so much good advice, not only like rooted in the word, but also just somebody's story to, to you. And that's so valuable. And so it doesn't matter what kind of upbringing you've had, maybe that's been an excuse of the past. I haven't seen it done. Or maybe it's been a painful point in the past. I haven't seen it been done. I haven't been taught that, but like Pastor Mike lays it all out and it's so good. But I want to ask you on that and then we'll get to some fun stuff. But on that, it's like, I feel like a lot of times, you know, somebody goes through something like that or has that story and then they feel like so shame from it that they don't tell anybody about it. And like, you're saying like, no, that's why it's like worth it because now we get to tell people about it. That's our testimony. Now we get to see people turn to Jesus and all that. And it's actually crazy because last week after our talk, like Christian started realizing like in his own life, like he didn't want to share like part of his story because of like maybe shame that's held him back. And that's actually been some an insecurity that like, I don't know if I'm ever going to share that because that was just like too far or whatever. And yet, like he's been talking to you about it. And it, I've even seen a breakthrough from your leadership and sharing so vulnerably. And I see a breakthrough in his own life. And so what would you say to those people who have been through something and they're like, they think that's like the one thing they want to keep hidden. But yet that might be something that like God wants to use. This is such a good question. And this is what I always say. And, I, and it's played out in my life. God doesn't bless who you pretend to be. He blesses who you really are. Yeah. I think that who I really was in that season of my life validates who I am today. Yeah. Like when you put me today against who I was back then, it shows the goodness of God. Yeah. And a lot of times that's why we give off this false narrative. Like, Oh, I've always been saved. Always been doing the right thing. Always doing. And people can't relate to that. Cause they're like, well, Mike's been great all of his life. And I'm like, hey, nope. If not for the grace of God, if not for the mercy of God, if not for God giving me a loving wife to be able to support me and encourage me. And that's why the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb. That's what Jesus did. That's what he did on the cross. But then there's one more part to that. And the words of our testimony. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people are missing it. It's like my testimony was, hey, I used to be addicted to pornography. I had sex with people before I got married, but the blood of the lamb came in yeah. and he changed me. He renewed me. He took everything that was old and it wasn't a perfect process. It was a progressing process. And I think my deficiencies when I share them makes God bigger. It shows people like, wow, if he could do that for Pastor Mike, like I tell people, they're like, man, you're leading a, a movement um, of all these people. I said, I have a six month degree from Tulsa Community College. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like high quality, like I lead an organization that stewards and directs millions of dollars. I don't have a business degree. I don't have any of these things. When I tell those stories, all of that does is say, God must be in there somewhere. Yes, like yes. That's not by might or by power. That's by the spirit of God. That's and awesome. so I think we do people a disservice when we don't tell them the story that gives God glory. If you look through the Bible, he never used perfect people. It's true. Not one time did he use perfect people. Mm. Even after they were used by God, David, the man that was uh, called the man after God's own heart, he had a man killed 
and slept with another man's wife after he beat Goliath. Do you got what I'm saying? Like, but so he, what you you've done anything that compares to that? I don't. Yeah, I ain't I ain't done that yet. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't plan on it. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> but all I'm telling you is, if God's grace can extend to somebody like that, I'm okay too. And Christian, I would just tell you, bro, that there are so many people. I know this is just a hot moment on the podcast, but there are so many people okay. that need you to be transparent about your journey because they're locked up until somebody like them says me too. Like I did that too. And so I hope any encouragement I can give you as you get confidence and strength and knowing, and we can talk offline, but all I'm telling you, bro, is the stronger that you are in sharing what God's brought you from, the more people will be set free from what they're going through. So I believe in you, dog. That's so That's encouraging. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You so That's much. so encouraging. So I was thinking about that, that we learned from y'all, people like y'all and different ones like Pastor Louie and Shelly and just a ton of different people that are friends. It's like just leading together, like leading something together. And like y'all are leading a church together that's like in an arena, but y'all are also leading a family together and like leading a life together. And, you know, I think sometimes like people find differences intimidating, but like when you see in a relationship, it's like your differences that make you like so powerful. And so what are some of those things in y'all that are so different, but actually like strengths in y'all's leadership? Everything is different. <laughs> Night and day. Night and day. I mean, love languages. My number one love language <laughs> is his absolute last. Love. Really? Um, last one. Yep. Mine, I like score. I think the highest you can score is like a 12 on it on love language test. I scored a 12 in quality time and oh. my a one in quality time. Oh, no. So if you can only imagine, you know what I'm saying? And, but and what? that has forced us to have oh, to learn be each intentional. other. You have to be, you have so to be intentional. Like one of yours is, I think every man's, they're either top two is always physical touch and words of affirmation. Usually. <laughs> Glory to God. Top two. <laughs> touch me, baby. Touch me. <laughs> and so, I mean, the touching part, I don't have a problem with, but the words of affirmation for me, I need those as well, but I'm, it's just not as, it's not as fluent to me, you know, to just shower him with words. He is great with words. I mean, like he'll just on a whim, just like give me like a whole sonnet. I'm just like, wow. You know? And so, but I'm an introvert. He's an extrovert clearly. And, <laughs> but, but I do think again, God puts people together for a mission. And so if we were the same, one of us would be irrelevant. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that we have. You're like super direct and like super bold yeah. and like cut dry, you know? And then me, I'm just like, so like soft and I want to cuddle and I want to like, I want to get to know someone and I want to like, oh, you're doing so good. And I want to encourage you. And, and I'm like, come stuff. on, do it now. Yeah. It needs to be done now. No, yeah. but we find out that we're better together. Like every meeting we have together, every adventure we go on together, every idea we have together, when we're together, yeah. can't nobody stop us. Yeah. It creates a balance. And, and it doesn't just create a balance. It creates a blessing for other people. Yeah. When the Bible says two are better than one, like he saw this, he saw you guys together. And when we do that in loving submission is what I called it. Yeah. It's like we're loving each other, but we're sub to the mission. 
we let our personalities like, hey, you should take the lead right here. Or, ooh, please coach me because I don't know how to be soft with this person. Or, you know what I'm saying? It allows us to be effective in our ministry and our business in raising our family, all it's of those things. It's kind of like having like two wings. Because if you just had one, you'd be going in circles. And so like in mine, like we can have some direction. We can fly. We can fly. Yeah, I love it. Like we've got a young spot. That's good. So something I love about following y'all is y'all have so much fun. And like y'all's family, y'all's videos, y'all's kids are hilarious on Instagram. And everywhere you go, I mean, you know, if you show up, like it's going to be fun. And I think a lot of people, especially like in the, before quarantine, it's almost like super cool to be busy to people, especially my age. But sometimes it's like you're you're too busy for your own good. Like you're too busy to have fun. And it's like then you're not really being yourself and all this different stuff. But what I've seen y'all do is like in the midst of getting more and more busy, you are traveling, you have a church, all this different stuff. You still keep the element of fun in your family. And how do you balance that? How do you balance like continuing on the mission that God's given you, but also like being yourself and like having fun with your family and different things? Because I think that sometimes, especially in college and different things like you see people get so uptight and it's like you just need a little bit like to be released from that and so what would you give people advice on managing a busy schedule but also having fun um you want me to go i'll say what i'm saying then then you can run with it okay all right go Uh, (laughs) i love it i love how y'all work in our marriage i'm kind of the one that fights for like home i mean i tell michael for years that he is like diddy you know like P. Diddy. He's like Diddy for like Christianity, basically. Like I tell him he's Diddy for Jesus, basically. (laughs) And so him being Diddy for Jesus, like lights, camera, action, I'm like, literally get me a house in a big old field in the country. I mean, give me some, I don't know, some horses and some kids. Come to Louisiana. There we go. I mean, (laughs) absolutely. And so, because I, I live in the country, I'm, I'm a country girl. I, I live in Tulsa. It's a city, but, you know, anyway. And so, like, to me, that's success. Like, if my kids and my family, they grow older and they feel like, man, my no, my mom and my dad loved the mess out of us. And we have the best family memories. And my siblings are some of my best friends because the culture my parents put into me and Knowing that, like, to me, that's success in life and that we loved others and we helped others. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing more than that. And so for me, anyway. And and that's why God put us together, because she would be on a farm broke and we wouldn't have (laughs) nothing. No, I'm just. (laughs) 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 Um, But honestly, our purpose is to have aligned where there needs to be a push in our relationship. That's why God put us together, because that's why I'm in there. And where there needs to be a slowing down and taking time and being intentional. That's yeah. why Natalie's there. Yeah. And we've started to value what each other values. Yeah. And now our kids get to walk together in a, a single value that is now our family value. Yeah. And on top of that, that even when you're busy and say you're doing a lot for others or you have like a lot of people you're responsible for, say even like my husband and, you know, with the church and everything, the thing that makes us so relatable is that we are real people like he really goes to the bathroom and has my daughters want to be in there with him while he's going number two like it's real life you know and like going to the bathroom using one square toilet paper it's real life out here real life (laughs) and serving that toilet paper 
But no, that kind of stuff, it's so important to just like stop, chill, take a breath, connect, you know, connect, look at your, you know, your husband, your wife in the eyes, sit down on the floor and play with your kids because that's the kind of stuff that people connect with the most to know that you can have all this and still have all that, but it requires a sacrifice. And the thing that everybody that should know that's listening is fast doesn't mean you're going to be fruitful. Like usually the faster it is, the less nutrition, nutritional value. And our culture wants everything microwaved and wants everything quick. And fast doesn't equal fruitful. I think faithful does. Faithful equals fruitful. And so if people could just be faithful in their jobs, faithful with their friends, faithful in their families, faithful to the business. I think God makes everything fruitful where he finds faithfulness. And so, yes, slow down, be faithful. Nothing's going nowhere. God is still in control. And um, I think it can help everybody in their relationships. That's so good. good. I love it. Y'all are awesome. Y'all just have so much to give and say. I'll ask you one more question to finish it. And this is kind of going back to the relationship topic. Uh, Something that I've heard you talk about is something that I'm sure you're talking about in the book, but you talk about how to end it. And I think everybody needs a little advice on how to end it because like, first of all, I think sometimes people need to end it and somebody needs to hear this that needs to end it. And second of all, people need to know how to end it well. Uh, It's okay to, to just go there. I did this YouTube video like years ago it was one of like my first YouTube videos ever about a breakup and I was just trying to be vulnerable because I had like walked through a breakup and that was very public relationship and all this stuff and so anyways after I did it though it was so casual I, I have had so many people come up to me and be like that inspired me to end it with the person I was with. I knew I needed to end it. I just needed somebody to, to say it or somebody to be real about it. And so I couldn't think of a better person to be real and encourage people on how to end it. But what do you say to people when they're like, I know I need to do this, but I don't know how, or I don't want to, or whatever. It's going to be hard or awkward. So I go, I do a whole like chapter in the book about needing to end it. And you need to definitely That's go. Awesome. Read it. But I would say this as we close, Man, you can literally just ask yourself this one question. If you sit by yourself, get a piece of paper. Is this person helping me? Like, are they helping me be a better person? Are they helping me keep my word? Are they helping me um, reach the vision that I feel like God has placed in my heart? Are they helping me? Because a lot of times we tolerate a whole bunch of stuff because we like a person or they're cute or we we take good pictures together or the time we've been in a relationship. And if we put that up against all of the things that they take away from us, they've now isolated us from all of our friends and family. We're more negative now. We're doing things with our bodies that we never thought we would do. Like all of these different things, you literally can sit there and be like, this is not helping me. This is not making me better. And I believe that the things that are from God, they always add to you. The Bible says the blessings of the Lord make it rich and addeth no sorrow. And I would just encourage people to really make a list. Is this helping me? And then the other thing that I think that you can do to end it is realize that the sooner it ends, the better both of you are going to be and that God can allow both of you to be blessed, even not together. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're, like you're delaying what God has for you uh, and, and, and for that other person yeah. by staying in something that y'all ain't supposed to be in. Right. So I would just encourage you right now, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, if it's not God, you need to go ahead and end it. 
That's good. That's so good. Somebody's like, whoa, wait, is that good or is that bad? That's good advice, everybody. Take the advice. Thank y'all so much for just being who you are, being so real, being so open. If you oh, have, we love you. Like, if you have not seen the series, I'm not kidding. Go watch the series. Go get the book. Uh, get follow the book. along Transformation <laughs> like we do. You'll be so blessed by it. Thank y'all so much. Y'all are awesome. I love everybody. This is your book, and I'm going to help you win in relationships. All right? That's right. right. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Love Love y'all. Damn, what about that? Whoa, we wanted a part two. Week two of my time. And he brought it just as much week two. And we even got Natalie on the podcast. How special was that? That was so awesome. That was awesome. They're hilarious. They're hilarious. But as for now, we want to talk to you about some quarantine relationship advice. All right? Let's talk about it. Because here's the thing. Like, everybody asks us all of these, like, different questions. Like, oh, you know, quarantine just kicked in right after you got married is it hard or like what are the quirks that you realize or what's something you didn't know that people have been asking us that a lot so first of all we'll just kind of tell you about that and then give some advice hopefully to some other couples out there who are struggling or it really doesn't even have to be a couple maybe you're struggling with your fam or maybe it's your dog that's driving you crazy we get it we get so it. hopefully we can share in some advice but babe what's something you learned about me during this quarantine that you didn't know before See, that's the thing. Because we were talking about that, that the other day. I really don't think that there's a quirk that I've learned about you since it started. Like, I really, I, I really think that it's weird. It is weird because the weird quirks that I knew I, before the <laughs> quarantine, I already knew. Like, it wasn't, now they're it, just wasn't it wasn't nothing new. I was well, something I did learn. It's not really a quirk, but you love chopped. I love, love the TV I did not, show. I did not know how much you love Chopped until the quarantine. Happened. I can watch the TV show Chopped anytime, anywhere, any day, any hour. I'm down. She loves chopped. And then when I'm in the kitchen, I felt like I was in chopped. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to do this because this yeah. is going to make it taste better. Blah, blah, blah. They're, doing, like, they're doing it in 20 minutes. So it would take us two hours. I know. Today. It's rough. Uh, and what I learned about you is actually that I didn't realize how much you snacked before. Like you snack hard. Like I, I always hard. say like you. I was always like, yeah, me and Christian don't snack because I didn't think we did. But that's just me. You snack all the time. I, every time I look at you, you're like getting a chocolate chip out of Like literally he eats chocolate chips. Like chocolate chips who, from the- Who doesn't eat chocolate chips? Me. Well, like I like chocolate chips, but I don't like eat them as a snack. Well, you would if you thought about it. <laughs> um, so we've learned some funny things about each other, but even like not really that much. A lot of it's just yeah. been growing in friendship, which is awesome. Yeah, we've gotten so much closer. So since, much closer. Since this all kind of happened. And yeah. so that would be our first piece of advice that we can share during this quarantine. It's like, yeah, you might realize some things about somebody else that maybe you love, maybe you don't really like. But, you know, I think that something really important is when you get to know something about somebody, whether it's something you like or not, like try to find a way that you can love them through it. The more you love people for their quirks and the more that you find them humorous or you laugh with them in them or you join them in them, Mm -hmm. it's awesome because you develop a closer friendship for it. Like me and Christian literally just sat down to watch Chopped. We are watching Chopped And maybe I need to eat more chocolate chips, but try to be in this time together. I think it can be really fun. Another thing that I feel like I've learned about you and I is that like we genuinely like to have fun, but a lot of times you have to create your fun. Yeah. And that would be like advice I give to anybody. It's like for like a while, like Christian and I kind of like coasting through this quarantine, just like, you know, 
trying to think like okay maybe it's gonna be over soon you know but then we realized like it's not gonna be over soon and so like let's make this the best Mm -hmm. um time you know we're thankful we're not sick we can make this fun and so we started doing like tuesday cook nights so we go to the Mm -hmm. grocery store together on tuesday and cook together and it's been so fun yeah it's been so fun tonight we made a little taco tuesday and then we made some, well, we attempted to do beans and an hour and a half later, somehow they were still oh, not soft. My fault. My fault. I had the beans. I spilled the beans. Sadie will always be upset about that one. I will. My chopped fail. Her chopped fail. Um, but yeah, I would have gotten chopped in the kitchen tonight. We did good, but it was just fun. And so it's like, create your yeah, own fun ha- if had you're not music, having fun. We had fun. some music in the kitchen. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a good time. And the last thing I would say is, you know, it's nice to like have a routine, but sometimes you have to make routine and like think about what you're making your routine about. Like Christian and I just started to do a devotional together and we've actually never done that together. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we read at the same time and we'll talk about it at times. And, you know, we talk about the Bible all the time. We talk about God all the time, but we'd never like say like, oh, let's do like this devotional book. And we got these books from She Reads Truth, and now they have a He Reads Truth. And we're actually both going through the promises of God together. So every morning or lunchtime, we do that together. And it's so awesome because then we get to talk about what we just learned or what we just studied. And so it's nice. It's like whoever you're quarantining with, whether it's your husband or maybe it's your friend or maybe it's your dog or maybe it's your parents or whoever, like find like a part of your routine that's fun and like routines within that's fun, that's strengthening your faith, that's strengthening you as a person so that when you come out of this, you're close to your friends, you're closer to Jesus, you know how to have fun. And most importantly, well, I think most importantly, you're closer to God, but also importantly, you know yourself more than you came into this. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great time for us to get to know ourselves yeah, even better that's great. too. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It definitely is a great time, you know, to, to kind of strip everything back and really, you know, look at yourself and look at your life and see you know, what you're pursuing and, and maybe what you're idolizing. And if, if that's something more than God, I think this has been a great time for people to have that revealed to them. And I think even for us, you know, it sounds like everything's all fine and dandy. Everything's been great. But actually, like, we've had some actually really hard conversations during this mm-hmm. quarantine that's made us so much better. And so there's some things that you'll realize about yourself that you're like, mm, I don't really love that about myself. I, I need yeah. to get better at that. And, you know, also refining those things. I felt like a word during my quarantine has definitely been refining. It's like we went through a period, Christian and I, it was like a week of like hard conversations, but we came out so much stronger from that and it's just refining moments that let God, you know, mold you into who you're going to become after this time. Yeah, that's so good. Hope you like this OG advice. Yeah, hope y'all like it. We hope y'all like it. Good quarantine well, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Whoa That's Good podcast. I have so much fun doing this. I hope y'all have fun listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at legit city Rob and follow the podcast at Whoa That's Good podcast. Head on over to liveoriginal.com to see when I'm in a city near you or visit Live Original blog on our online store, which carries my exclusive Words by City Rob line. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so we can hear what you're loving. Also, want to give a special shout out to my audio engineer, Marcus DePaula, the whole team at United Talent Agency, and my Live Original team. You guys are awesome, and hey, so are all of you too. Thanks so much for listening.